Hey everybody! Welcome back to the show. This is Reservations. We are your host. I'm Jeremy Blair. And I'm Rain Whalen. Uh, switching it up this season. We are switching it up. I did the intro this time. Uh, yeah. Uh, man. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I've been very excited to come back and to discuss, uh, especially this one. Yeah. Um, I've been, you know... I even watched the movie a day early because I, I was Cause so you're excited. excited. Yeah, because I was like, finally, we're getting back to to this. So. Well, I mean, you know, season five was was so strange because we had started it pretty much during the 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 the, the, the big part of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, you know, but you know, we made it through, cranked out twenty five episodes. Twenty five. Twenty five good episodes. Uh, and apparently, especially our No Country for Old Men episode. Yeah, No Country for Old Men gets a lot of praise from the three people that have listened to it. Yeah. So, you Shout three people. Shout out to our you three know fans. Who you, are. You, you know who you are. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you can expect the same highbrow jokes this season as well. Yes, uh, Yeah, man. And, you know, and I've also been looking forward to it because now, now, especially, you know, Myself, I got some new ink. Yeah, you got new ink. Got the new ink, you got the which new, uh, new the ink. listeners aren't getting to see. YouTube's getting to see though. Yeah, yeah. So you got some new ink tats, some new tats with ink, some uh, new, uh, ink some new flesh wounds, yeah, some new, some new ink tats, uh, which is pretty exciting. You know, yeah. I, we love tattoos uh, here on reservations. Um, <laughs> really excited to get back to it. Really excited that I am doing strange films this season um the, yes uh if anyone remembers uh jeremy challenged himself uh not necessarily me but challenged himself that he you're gonna do all strange films yeah because you know last season was sort of the downers right i, I just wanted to do sad movies right <laughs> uh just to see what would break you honestly you know what i mean and nothing really did so congratulations well and uh this one almost did which yeah. we'll get to uh <laughs> Yeah, this one would have been the one to break you if I wasn't saving it for this. So. Um, but yeah, you know, and I'm going to try to participate in the strange film as well, uh, as we were kind of talking about off mic. I've got a couple uh, locked and loaded that aren't necessarily strange, uh, but I still want to talk about. Um, and I also kind of told you that I'm going to use strange as a concept. Yeah. You know, the film itself may not be strange, but the the idea behind the film is strange. Okay. You know, that kind of thing. So you, you're kind of, you know, you're kind of stretching the, the really definition stretching. a bit. Yes. Uh, yeah, mine, I'm hoping that, you know, the story can be, you know, relatively... Mundane? Yeah, but I want the presentation to be strange. Oh, this for sure had it. Yeah, this one did. Because, uh, you know, really this... Okay. Today's film is Irreversible. Uh, and uh, Gaspir, no. I, I just uh, want to give a quick disclaimer. I warned you I was going to do this. Yeah. Um, this one is probably going to be the most violent and disturbing film that we've talked about. Uh, so if you're not into that, uh, this is your warning now, um, because it's, we're not going to get super into detail, but we will talk about, uh, yeah, a I lot mean, of the stuff that happens. Yeah. Um, so if you're not into that, uh, just, I guess, fast forward to the end for our teaser for next week's episode. I'm not talking to you, Siri. Um, and, uh. Everyone else, strap in. Yeah, because this is going to be wild. Um, yeah, you you were being very ominous when I was asking you, yeah. what should I prepare for? And all you were saying is, just buckle up. Yeah, buckle up, man. And I'm like, okay, so then should I eat then? And like, you're like, dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. I was like at my work <laughs> yelling. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what am I about to get into here? It's hard to describe because you don't want to, you know, ruin it. You know, you don't want to just be like, the camera doesn't stop moving, have fun, you know? Yes. Uh, and of course, as I told you uh, when we went and grabbed lunch, that I did have to pause at one point. Uh, but I mean, if I'm being honest, the only reason why I had to pause, and I'll talk about it when we get to that part, is just because I was like, you know, if it's going to be this violent, I need to just pause for a little right, bit. Right, 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 right. And it is, pretty much. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the first two-thirds of the yeah. movie, which technically is the last two-thirds of the of the plot. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Irreversible. I will, I will let you lead. Okay. Tell the people what we're talking about. Irreversible uh, is... Um, I don't know if it's my favorite Gaspar Noe film. You know, he's also done uh, Into the Void. 
uh, shout out to the podcast also that it's uh, named after. Um, so Into the Void was great. Love, of course, we've discussed on this podcast before. Yeah. Um, he's done I Stand Alone, which has a very cool uh, connection to this film. And then uh, Climax, which was his last one he did, uh, which was also pretty rad. So I don't know. This one's my favorite. It's hard to say this could be anyone's favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. out of his stuff, I mean, it's definitely the most... It's not it's not the craziest, but it is the most violent and graphic, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I when um kind of preparing myself for it, I didn't want to read any spoilers, but I did want to read just a little bit about the film. Um yeah, and I saw that Roger Ebert pretty much called this film so violent it's unwatchable. Yeah. And I was like, damn, if uh if the former king of movie reviews has to say this, that's not good. Yeah, no. It's, I mean, it... I would say the reason why, uh, and we'll get there for sure, but we can just lead with this. I would say the reason why people say it's so violent is because of its authenticity and realism. Yeah, yeah, I mean... It feels like we just really witnessed these horrible things on camera that, you know... Like a like almost like a found footage style. Exactly, and it is the. I mean, we'll talk about it some more, but it's the only point of the movie. The camera stops moving. Yeah. Right? So there is nothing to distract you. Uh, so anyway, okay. So this movie is done in reverse chronological order, similar to the um, color scenes in Memento. So mm-hmm. once we once we get to the end. That's technically the scene, beginning. Right? Once we get to the end of a scene, we will go to the beginning of the next scene, and it will end with the beginning of the scene we saw before. So right. I know that's sort of uh, a lot, but you you get it. Once you once you watch it, you're like, okay, I got the rhythm of it. I know where we're stopping, where we're where we're going back, right? Yeah, when I was when I was describing it to Ashley, I was worried she was gonna mistake it mistake me for saying like that the actual movie is played in reverse. Like, we're seeing oh, right. everything in reverse. And I was like, no, 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 it, it's... it's Like, she got it, but I was worried that that's what she was going to assume yeah. when it's actually how... I, I would say how you described it. That's the best description. Because I was like, yeah, you know, like, the movie is in reverse, but, like, not... like Yeah, but it's Actually, like, you know. It's not on rewind, but... Right. Um, so, we begin at the end um, <laughs> with... The credits rolling. Well, yeah. So the credits are <laughs> well, out of going con- down instead of up. Right. So the credits are bananas, also because they're, yeah, they're they're all... super weird and all the letters are backwards and right. Um, and I really like he's done this before where he just flashes names and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He's done that before. Um, sort of disorienting. Yeah. Uh, and once we get started, um, we meet the butcher. Which, if you're a fan of uh, gas beers you know that's a character from i stand alone and carne so carne is the uh short film and then i stand alone is the feature yeah yeah i had to look that up because i was because uh, you, you never see him again in the film no and so it's sort of like oh hey it's the butcher right mm-hmm. from from i stand alone so it's um and he tells briefly his story and we kind of see what he's doing now and that sort of thing mm-hmm. um his movie is also out of this world insane, right? Because, right. you know, it, the subject matter is just awful, mm-hmm. you know, with, with his story. Uh, what he was saying is true. Uh, he did, um, you know, sleep with his daughter and, you know, that's... So, I mean, that's like, you know, his... I Stayed Alone is insane, okay? Uh, the presentation is also sort of weird, but not as weird as this one. Right. So, you know, then we see... Vincent Castle or Vincent Cassell's character be put down on the stretcher. We see Pierre be uh, uh, arrested. arrested. And then we get to see why he's on a stretcher and why he got arrested. So mm-hmm. uh, this is probably the craziest the movie gets in terms of camera movement, mm-hmm. in terms of soundtrack, in terms of lighting. This is the most extreme it gets. Yeah. Right. Uh, as I mentioned to you <clears throat> while we were having lunch that, uh, 
it did make me a little sick to my stomach because of how chaotic the, the, the camera is up and down and rotating. It is funny you say that, Raniel, because I have it down here. <laughs> For the first 30 minutes, there is a sound frequency that's almost inaudible. Um, and it is at, hold on, I have it written down, 28 hertz. You know, they can see that you don't have it written down, though. No, well, I mean, I have it, like, written, like, on my phone. Written. <laughs> I have it in written form in front of me. Oh, wait, well, they can't. Never mind. So, uh, it's at 28 hertz, and it's similar to a frequency found in earthquakes. And oh. so, you can't hear it, but it's almost like you can feel it, and your ears still pick it up, right? And it's supposed, to, in humans, it causes nausea, um, oh. vertigo, um, and, uh, you know, sort of, like, illness right like sickness right right and so for the first 30 minutes that's oh. underneath uh, the camera movement right so that's underneath everything oh. we're seeing and hearing um and so i i'm not surprised you got a little nauseated uh because it's supposed to right i mean like not not to the point where like i could have potentially been dry heaving but i was just like no no, no but i mean you you felt a little i was like, like yeah like some, something's off yeah a little yeah. bit and so that's by design um and so what he's trying to do i think with that is put you more into marcus's shoes marcus is frantically trying to find this person who's done this horrible horrible thing to his girlfriend right mm-hmm and is full of rage and uh and you know he's in shock and he's you know also in a state of sort of mourning because you know this horrible thing has happened to his girlfriend and he doesn't really know why how, how she's doing right now yeah. also right uh, yeah yeah well no at this point he knows because pierre mentions that in in the next two scenes that she's in the hospital. Oh, well, I mean, I, you know, like... Well, oh, that, right. like, if she's... Like, she's in the al- hospital, but... But, like, is she alive? Is she dead? Right. Yeah. Like, will she wake up? Right? Mm-hmm. These sort of things, right? So, um, and we sort of feel that with the insane camera, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it never stops. Nope. And it will slow down so we can see what... Before we catch up with Marcus, it is just insane. And we can't really make heads or tails of what's going on where we are, right? What mm-hmm. direction the camera is pointing up, down, left, right. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, until we catch up with Marcus and Pierre in the rectum, which is the, uh, a gay S and M sex club that is in this France town. I think it's, yeah. It's, is it Paris? I think, I don't know if it's Paris, but I think it's definitely France. Well, no, they're in France. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that's not up for negotiation, but, uh, I don't know which city it's in. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so I kind of want to talk about the camera movement for a little bit because it is so unique. I figured we would. And it is so, it's so over the top. I mean, it, it really is. Even even though it was a little, and I even told you that I was kind of getting tired of it because I was just like, okay, like, can I get a static shot at least once now? Ooh. But it is. Be careful what you wish for. I know. But it is, it was, I was like, that's really cool though, because we, the audience are feeling as disoriented as Marcus is, because, you know, while also alternating up, down, left, right shots, we're getting zoom ins and zoom outs, and we're not focused on one specific thing. No. Which, you know, really does put the audience in the situation, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Without... You know, I think that's a it's an interesting, unique way to put someone in the correct mindset for this scene, right? Because right. they could have done it a different way, but I think constantly moving that camera and not giving you a chance to breathe mm-hmm. really helps. Right? Oh yeah. And as he's just going through this, what looks like a hellscape dungeon. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really look like some sort of club you would join. Um, yeah, this ain't Crunch Fitness over here, my guy. No, 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 no. Like, good lord. Not sponsored by Crunch Fitness. No. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna get we're gonna get called to the <laughs> so <laughs> so. Um, by the time 
he gets what he's after, which is he's looking for a guy called Tanya, which is a tapeworm. Yes. Right? Which is gross. Uh, yeah. Gross nickname, gross uh, guy. Gross guy. Uh, especially when we finally know what he looks like. Right. Once we... Once we yeah. yeah. So... Uh, that scene is also just so impressive. I think this movie came out in like oh, uh, oh, three, oh, three, oh, two, oh, three, right? Um, the CGI for oh, yeah, for the fire extinguisher oh, is rad, yeah, right? And it's sort of reminiscent of to give you an example if you haven't seen the movie yet, first off, you should if you want to listen to this. <laughs> Uh, not you should just in general because we're going to talk about why maybe you shouldn't watch this movie a whole bunch of times but um, it was reminiscent of The Shining when Mm. we're following the axe head the camera follows that Mm -hmm. instead of Jack or just a static shot or whatever Mm -hmm. and so we're following the the fire extinguisher almost yeah right fuck dude and he destroys that guy's head right yeah right um uh, and almost kind of... And the arm breaking, of course, reminds me of Talladega Nights. And it never will not remind me of Talladega Nights. Um, <laughs> Why don't you just break my arm? Pepe Le Pew, which he was also French, so that all comes together. So and His name is Jean, Jean-Pierre. See? See? It's all coming together. <laughs> um, Wait, are you saying that no, I'm Adam McKay was like, <laughs> no. yo. Yo, have you guys seen this, this movie? Have you seen this movie? Uh, we're gonna recreate that scene, and Will's like, "What scene? Oh no, no, we're gonna break your arm." Oh, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, um, no, I was just kidding. But I hate that you say that because now that's all I can see. Because when it happened, I was like, oh, "It was fuck. fast." So it's not like it wasn't a gradual like tor- I'm gonna torch you until I break it. It was just a quick boom. It's broken. Oh yeah, dude. Right? Uh, but then yeah, oh fuck. It, and I have to say this. I'm not saying that that guy didn't deserve a fire extinguisher to the face. But what I'm saying is what Pierre did seemed a little bit unprovoked. Mm-hmm. I like, think by the time we get there, obviously we're jumping right at the end. So we have mm-hmm. no idea why these guys are so upset. Right? Right. You're not supposed to know why these guys are so upset, right? Right. That, or, okay. Yeah. Or that's why true. Tanya is so important and why he's looking for him and why he's so mad at him, whatever. So I think what it is is just Pierre had been drug along this right? entire time yeah right ever since they found out about Alex right he has just been dragged and watched Marcus lose his mind right it, that I think yeah. it all culminates in that moment for Pierre that he finally just has enough and he's just losing his mind also yeah and he can't can't hurt Marcus, so no. I'm going to hurt. He's just so furious that all of this is happening. Not only is his friend in the hospital, but now his other friend is acting like a complete lunatic, you know. Just got his arm broken. And, and you know, he just doesn't understand why this revenge is so important to him. Right. Right? Which makes you think, is like, well, that's why Alex broke up with you. But that's not the, that's not the point. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Um, okay. Then the few scenes after that, we're starting to piece together what happened and how they got there. Right. right? So it's, we'll get to why the backwards is important later, but I do, I, I do dig the backwards stuff. So yeah. we're, um, it's a very interesting way of, of telling and the make story. it shorter. So this one was long. It was a long scene at the rectum, right? Oh yeah. And <laughs> And we're just like, are we? Is this the movie? Are we, are just, we just here, here the whole, in the entire time? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's about a good. It's 20, a while. 30 minutes. And so when they're in the car with the, when they're in the car by themselves, that's not very long. No, it's. And then when they're in the car with the cab driver, that's not very long, right? Um, but it's showing us now. You know, we might have been a little confused by stretcher. Now he's fine, right? He was on a stretcher, but now he's fine. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But I think the car scenes let us know we're going backwards, right? right. With dialogue, with very, you know... Um, o- offensive dialogue. Yeah, very offensive dialogue and, you know, not not very sensitive to other cultures and races. Um, nope. <laughs> or uh, sexual orientations. Um, we get the idea, oh, okay, 
because they're like, wait, they're talking about some guy, some some Asian guy that they threw out of the car. Where is he? Oh, oh, there he is. There he is. We're going backwards, right? So, and then once we get to the prostitutes, right? We're we're pretty honed in. Now to talk about the prostitutes scenes real quick, I like that they speak Spanish. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, because at first, you know, I'm just so used to hearing the French. Yeah. By this point, yeah, we've heard nothing but French. Right. And then they start speaking Spanish and the subtitles just have the words in Spanish. They're yeah. not translated for us, uh, which is interesting. And I think it's because Marcus doesn't speak Spanish. Right. So if if we are to relate to Marcus, this is how it would feel for us. Right. We don't so know what she's saying. We're frustrated because I think native French speakers won't traditionally know Spanish either. Right. Right. Uh, the fact that I knew what he was saying is just because my grandparents and I live in West Texas. Right. That's right. That's well, props to you. Yeah. 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 I barely passed Spanish too. So I could get my credits. Yeah. I knew. Well, I mean, I didn't know like word for word what he was saying, but I was like, I got it. I know what he's talking about. You know, is that when Haley was kind of paying attention a little bit or no? No, <laughs> no, we hadn't gotten there yet. She was still, she was still on the computer. Um, but <laughs> so <laughs> yikes, I felt really bad by the way. So, <laughs> so they're getting information and, um, later it makes sense, which of course this whole movie is later it makes sense right right um but the prostitute that they find because they were looking for this guy i think is guillermo right mm-hmm. um, they find guillermo one of the prostitutes uh the reveal was fun um uh, shout out to crying game anyway uh similar reveal that uh that it, they were uh trans uh prostitute anyway um and so that's not the person Right, right. That we're looking for, but this person was with that person with the, the person Tinya. Tinya, the one we're looking for. Right, and later we we see that they actually were right. Um, yeah. Now, this is where I think, yes, the car stuff was insane. Marcus is out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Right. This is where I think he's the most out of his mind because he oh, yeah. is, you know. Has no regard. Has he's so hell bent on information that he is willing to uh, stab this person in the eyeball. Yeah, that was really close to their eyeball. Yeah, he is. He is. He's. And of course, uh, you know, as I read after the movie was over a little bit, he's he's still pretty high. Oh, that's true. So, yeah. I mean, he probably wouldn't have been in the right mind space anyway. Right. But he's. He, he, he's riding that that white pony, so he's ready. Uh, he's ready to stab people in the eyes. He is, and and it doesn't help that the two uh, two guys that are helping them track down Tenya are also like, do it, bro. Yeah, do it. Get <laughs> do the, it. We we got her. Get that info. You know. And Pierre again is uh, the only voice of reason here. Yeah, he just and speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the Spanish-speaking population is, and for, I would assume it would be zero. So this was it, it was interesting the first time I saw it to be like, oh, they're speaking Spanish. It's really strange, right? Because um, you would think, you know, yeah, why? Um, anyway, not, maybe Spain is close by. Maybe that's why. Dude, here I'll put up a map. Okay, map. Spain is kind of close by, so that's <laughs> why. Okay, <laughs> map's gone. Okay, so. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but yeah, Marcus is, yeah, the, the car stuff. Yeah, he he was pretty, he was pretty off the rails. But in comparison, that was pretty tame to what he's right, right doing right, right. to this poor woman. It might be because he has zero information until then, True. and so now that he's on a roll and has a destination to get to, mm-hmm. then it's sort of you know, uh, right, right. He's got to get to this. S and M Yeah. Um, okay. So I had warned Haley this has a 10, 15 minute rape scene. Um and she was like, oof. Okay. Oof. Oof. Like, oof. Okay. She, she, she didn't say oof. I but, she, uh, but she quickly changed that. Yeah, she was like, oh, okay. I go, yeah. So 
do something else, you know? And so when we see Alex walk out of the building and the camera's following her out, Mm -hmm. I told her, I go, here we go. Yeah. uh, Here it comes. So I, uh, before we get into that part, I did not know about that. Okay. At all. Good. Because I think that's sort of how you want to go into this. I, I think I knew the first time I saw it. I, well, then I did a little, I I didn't read ahead, but I just wanted a little bit of information. And one of the bits was of that scene. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Excuse me. Um, and as soon as, soon as uh, she walks out of the building, I was like, fuck, here it comes. Here we go. And... It's sort of this, it is a buildup of tension because we're following her and we know something horrible's happened. It's, it's going to happen. It's about to happen, yeah. Right, because, because... the scene right before that is when we see her get loaded up into the stretcher. On the stretcher, right. And so we're like, uh-oh, she's fine. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and so this... And let's remind everyone that up until this point... Uh, especially in Marcus's scenes, the camera is constantly in motion. It does not stay still at all. It is, yes. It moves around so much. And especially in transition, um, where they're transitioning to a new scene. So we're going back a scene. It'll, like, go up to the sky or, mm. you know, like, swivel around a bit. Right. When we're following Alex, it's a little slower, right? It's more of a traditional camera move Mm -hmm. right and then we see Tenya and Guillermo in the tunnel yep right this is a a I don't know if it actually exists I don't know I don't know enough about the city or whatever to know if that's an actual way people go I would never in a million years at night go down there I would assume it is but yeah uh, no absolutely not never and the fact that she's like, okay, cool. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, because the, the lady on the street corner is like, oh, yeah, that'll be fast. And uh, and she's like, oh, okay, yeah, thanks. Thanks. Like, nah. Nah, family. Uh, I've seen too many horror movies yeah. to never go down a long tunnel yeah. at night. I don't never. care if it is lit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, for a minute there, I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> Like, how do you mean that? But yeah, yeah not even if... No, no. Not. Bright lights everywhere. Still no. wouldn't do it. So the fact that it's red oh, um, yeah. was also pretty shocking. I, you know, it's it's very vivid, the red. It, it, that Now, that kind of reminded me a little bit of the red room in The Shining. Yeah. The yeah. red bathroom the red in bathroom, The Shining. Because yeah. um, I was... Because it is very eye-catching. But as I've always known in film, whenever there's the color red, it typically means something bad is going to happen. Well, you'd never be more right than at this very second. So this is the rape scene. Yeah. And um, I wrote it down because I'd forgotten that you can almost see as it's happening and once it gets started Mm -hmm. that Gaspier just puts the camera down. You could almost see him go and pause. Yeah. And we're just going to stay here. And it does. It is one shot. Most of the scenes are. Yeah. If not all the scenes. Uh, shout out to our Birdman. Uh, I don't know why I just pointed at my camera. There is no uh, camera. There is no camera. We just found out that the uh, camera was not recording, so or it did, and it was doing something weird. So this will be an audio only. So ignore the map stuff from earlier. Yeah. Damn, that was a good joke, too. I know. Anyway, so... But yeah, shout out to our Birdman uh, one takes. But yeah, this it's it's hard to watch because it's extremely hard to watch. It's and I didn't look away. You should be proud of me. I didn't look away. I didn't fast forward. I I sat there and I hand over my mouth. I was just like, oh my god, because I I couldn't believe that it, it was so real. Yeah, you know. Shout out to the. Um, the actor and actress. Uh, I can't think of the actor's name. I but Monica Bellucci. She's, you know, anyone uh, fans of the Matrix out there or Spectre. Um, shoot him up. Shoot him up. Also in Passion of the Christ. That's fine. <laughs> she was Mary Magdalene. Anyway, uh, but you know they 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 did such a good job. But it's as I told you off mic. I had to keep reminding myself 
um, this isn't real. The, this this is controlled. They're just acting. It just look and because it is so vivid and so. Uh, uh, like I started the episode authentic that I for I would say maybe a five percent a little bit I was like she really is this really happening did he just say like hey do it yeah it's wild how real it is and I think it's because uh, Gaspier no doesn't allow us to look away right it is there uh I have a good example, okay. and I think you'll be proud of me. We'll see. Um, in the remake of Straw Dogs with James Marston, mm-hmm. there is uh, also a rape scene. Yep. Um, with Alexander Skazgard and some other dude, uh, they they rape his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and but in that movie, they they do make us look away. Oh, because right. Alexander rapes her just for a little bit. And then kind of leaves her alone, and then the camera pulls back and focuses on Alex as he like is zipping his pants back up, and his buddy comes in and rapes her, but it's blurred. Oh. Okay. And then the camera follows him as he sits down in the chair and he watches it happen, and we're focused on Alexander. Yeah. And that's it. Um, as we're, you know, as we're this, yeah, we're. You don't get to look away. No. You, Kind of how I mentioned earlier of the camera, or with the subtitles, of us, the audience, feeling what Marcus is feeling. It's almost like he's pretty much saying, like, you're going to experience... And what... I think what makes this scene so horrifying is it doesn't stop when it's over. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was not expecting that. Yeah. Especially... And here's here's the strange thing. We see her right before this. Her face is bruised. And after it's over, I'm like, oh, it's it. It's, it's done. It's over. And I completely forgot, like, well, how did her face get bruised? Yeah. And it's, again, kind of my point about Pierre, of it being almost unwanted. That especially was unwanted. Yeah. Uh, but I guess further proof that Tinya is a human piece of garbage. Oh, he's the fucking evil worst. Incarnate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh probably the most evil character I've seen in a movie. Yeah. Um not talking about comic book movies, like I'm being real, like that's the worst yeah. I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. Um cuz it, it, it cuz I'm not going to say that him beating her is worse than the rape scene. But that whole sequence is... Right, right, right. right. The whole just, thing is awful. Is, is and, awful. And I think what makes it, again, more authentic is the mistake of the crew member uh, wandering into shot. So we get the, the crew member, which, again, I, like I told you at launch, I, he was a lot closer than I remembered. I remembered him being further away. But he he's at the end of the hallway where it turns. Mm-hmm. And he just stops, Right. He probably assumed they were rehearsing or something and didn't know that the camera was on and then quickly leaves. What it looks like is a... Bystander. Right. Saw and left and didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is... Which adds insult to... to in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I agreed. I completely agree. It really drives home Alex's helplessness. Right. Because um, yeah. it's... Ugh. I know. And so, and again, I, I maintain the fact that it is because the camera stays on yeah, right when it's I, over. I, I feel like... Because it's not over. And that's mm-hmm. sort of the point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, because then that's when the camera gets picked up again. But then uh, turned around. Right. Because when they turn from the camera, the camera gets picked up and put back down right uh, in front of them, mm-hmm. and it's. <sighs> I know. I. And here's what's so crazy. I actually did want to look away at one point. And I was yeah. Like I can't. I can't look at this anymore. Yeah. But I couldn't look away. I know. Which. It's wild that I couldn't. I was like, I can't. I. But why? Why can't I? 
Because I, I think what it is, because then when it's over, it was it was over. It was done. Yeah. Uh, because then the rest of the movie plays out like a just uh, a relationship drama. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. It, it, total contrast to what we just witnessed. And I also remembered um, there being so much more movie after that. I thought it was like, okay, there's like, we're only like halfway through. And it yeah. turns out we're not. We, we only have about 30 minutes left after that. Mm-hmm. Just about. Um, and, and it's because I think he doesn't stick on this. Because now that we've we've witnessed this horrible act... Well, everything after this is fluff. Right. Everything after this would be potentially build up. Right. Right. This, if shot in chronological order, it would have been, or shown in chronological order, we would be building up to this part. Right. And then the rest of it's chaos. Mm -hmm. uh, The aftermath, right? But now we're kind of just getting to know these people and who they are and almost retroactively feeling bad for them because we because know, we know what's going to happen right yeah and it, it's like i'm going to use a how i met your mother joke it's like if jason Voorhees were to get over the intercom at camp crystal lake and say excuse me campers at midnight i will be popping out of that bush and killing you all yeah you know the horrible part's over we know what's going to happen right and I agree. Now we feel bad for them. Right. Because now, we know what's going to happen to Alex. We know what's going to happen to Marcus and what Pierre is going to have to do. Right. It's sort of like watching a prequel to something. Yeah. You know, we know their fates. We know what's going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know it. none of it's good. Right. All of these people's lives are ruined by mm-hmm. the end of the night. Yeah. Completely ruined. And if I'm being honest, and I, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it on the podcast, I know I've told you, I I really love a movie that uh, that one thing spirals everything else out of control. Uh, of course, as we've talked about numerous times, our 100th episode special, The Big Lebowski, that the beginning of the movie spirals the rest of the movie right. onward. And, you know, and I, and I think that's why I... I'm not going to say I enjoyed the movie. I appreciated it. <laughs> yeah. and But I think that's why. It's because now knowing this horrible act and how their lives are ruined, yeah. as you said, it's, I don't know, I, I really liked that. Permanently changed. And I think the one of the reasons I think it's done in this way backwards is to show that, you know, what if this horrible thing could be reversed what you know Mm -hmm. like let's say it's almost like in funny games when he clicks rewind right right shout out to our funny games shout out to funny games um a movie that a lot of uh, a lot of people also think is unwatchable but uh i disagree uh well now (laughs) well i mean yeah well and of course then i've seen that movie tons of times oh yeah and i fucking love that movie so it's almost like he he wants to say that you know even if I play the story backwards, it still happened to them, right? And it's it doesn't change anything I, I was, because they're still going to live their lives forwards. I was right? could I was, be an interpretation. I I was going to save this question for the end, sure, yeah. but I, I want to go ahead and ask it. Do you think if the movie had been released in chronological order, it would have had the same effect? No, and I think it would have the the rape scene it right. would have the fire hydrant scene it would have those two and then of course the the camera movements mm-hmm. if all that was still there i don't know because i think it adds a layer of um it adds a layer to it the the the, the backwards narrative because again i think it holds it up like why it it has that question why is it backwards why are we doing this not in order. And do you think that also plays into the title? Irreversible. Yes, yes, yes. As yes. you're kind of saying, as even if I were to place in, in reverse, it's yeah. irreversible. I would be very interested to see it in chronological order. Inter- I think that would be cool. I checked my Blu-ray to see if I could, and it, yeah, <laughs> maybe it's a special feature. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah that would be cool. Um, yeah, and especially, you know, so I like what you're saying about how 
after that, we feel bad for all of them, especially when we get the reveal that Marcus and Alex are pregnant. They are expecting a child, um, which I could have done without. I was about to say, I feel like you have an opinion on that. I did. You know, it almost seemed... It was kind of shoehorned in there. Or, or no, it was almost like now you should feel bad. It's like I already felt bad for her. Yeah, I don't I need already... another. I don't need another reason to feel bad for her, right? I, okay, I, I, all right. I'll... But I, I get that you know maybe we we needed he needed to add a little bit more a little drama. More. Yeah, maybe because now now potentially she probably you know it would be interesting to know if he really wanted people to see it twice because. You get all the information by the end, mm-hmm. but now you need to piece it all together, right? You right. need to see where we see Tanya at the S&M club. Yeah. Because now that you know, you see him, it's like, no, that's the guy, not him. Yeah. He's the guy. Because right? uh, our villain gets away with it. He gets away with it. Uh, and, I, and, and, and I'm glad you said that because the significance of it is he's smiling yeah. during when his lackey is getting his face beaten in. Yeah. Uh, because he knows, like, they got the wrong guy. They I got, got the wrong guy. It. Yeah. Um, because I would assume, okay, maybe he didn't know why they were doing it, but they, he probably was like, I did something, these guys wanted me, and they got the wrong guy. The, yeah. So he's like, I bet you they knew that, that girl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah, and then you know, and, uh, and the problem, and and here's my thing, as I've always told you, uh, especially again, shout out to our funny games episode. I hate it when our heroes, uh, you know, when, when the world that has been built is against our heroes, mm-hmm. in a certain way. Uh, you know, there's other examples. I'm not going to get into it, but in this one, I I actually didn't feel anger because by the end of it. Well, the film it technically ends sort of happily. Yeah, on a on a positive, or at least you know, a, uh, this is what it was like before, right? And uh, it, it didn't give me time to feel anger, right? And I was about to say it's probably because it was backwards. Yeah. If if the movie culminated in in how it started, right? In the stretcher. Mm-hmm. you know and being arrested scene then you'd be like what the fuck right right but the fact that it works the other way and that we see them at the beginning of their day <laughs> or yeah. a the couple beginning of, days of their before, night yeah or it, if it ends no i think it's i think it's technically like the day before or something when it ends yeah yeah it ends the day before but for marcus God, who knows, right? yeah but for marcus and alex it starts the night of. Right. Because they wake up and they're like, oh, we slept for too long. Right. We got to go pick up Pierre. Yeah, right. And, of course, we get some exposition on how they're all connected. connected right? Yeah, that Pierre and Alex used to date and apparently my boy uh, did not live up sexually to Alex's standards. Uh, and then Marcus feels a little guilty that he stole Alex, but Alex is like, no, I made my choice. Right. I had meant to go back... But there's no way I was going to put Haley through that again. I, <laughs> I meant to go back to just watch and read their read because I can't listen to it. Uh, read uh, their their conversation. conversation on the bus. Yeah, because I was like, okay, this one, and it was like, oh, this is longer than I remembered. Yeah, I was. I, oh, it must be important, right? Yeah, as I've as I've mentioned before uh, on the podcast, when watching a foreign film, just let your eyes relax, and you'll be able to watch and read simultaneously. But see, I was watching. But this reading. time, I was yeah, I was like, <laughs> well, I was I was watching, reading, and worried about Haley because she had just seen this horrible thing, and her stomach was hurting, and I was like, I'm so sorry, you. I told you not to watch. You know, I victim blamed. I was like, well, you know, I told you. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I felt really bad. Um, That's why I was glad Ashley wasn't home when I watched it. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I was like, oh, shit, I missed stuff because I felt bad. I, you know? If I'm being honest, I didn't care you about know, that I, conversation. I, I, agree, I, I agree with you that you one could say the audience now is just like, oh, God, they're just talking. 
you know. Now, <laughs> when it was just Marcus and Alex talking about like that's a little different. Alex's I, I, dream that I was okay with. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. But like the three of them talking about sex and that why Pierre and her weren't compatible and why right and and I was just their like, different I, philosophies I was on like, it. I don't care. I don't care. And it's, I think it's sort of a like, you know, just like. I get to breathe. I mean, I will say that, that scene does really drive home the fact that uh, Pierre is kind of like a lovesick puppy for Alex. Yeah. You know, because we see in this at the party that Marcus is just throwing him girls. Like, hey, this is Pierre. This is Pierre. He hasn't had. He hasn't been laid in months. He's, yeah. you know, and he's like turning them all down. And even even Marcus is like getting him some. You know. Yeah. Bad. 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 Stop it. Stop. Stop it. And so, uh, yeah, Marcus isn't a great guy either, but at least he cares about Alex enough to murder a guy, or at least want to. Oh, yeah, want to murder a guy. Uh, but yeah, and then... Now, I do want to ask you this. Sure, yeah. Do you think the 2001 Space Odyssey poster is significant to the story? No, and I'll tell you exactly why I know that. Okay. Because uh, Gaspier No puts movie posters in all of his movies. Ah. So, in Love... There's some he has some really cool ones in there. He's got M, one of the ones I have in my house. Uh, he's got. I'm assuming with the hand. Yeah, yeah that's the hand one. Um, he's got, I think 2001 in that one also. But he's also got Silo, in there. <laughs> um, and so like you could tell, just Gaspar No loves film and loves alternative films, sort of like Silo. And yeah. not everybody knows M and not everybody knows, you know, like he would have like, you know, he would have like Lars von Trier stuff if he could. Right. Right. Um, so no. And that's why, okay. because he always puts movie posters in his, in his movies for most part. Okay. Well, yeah. And then like, I don't know if you caught it. Did you cap catch the captain Marvel poster that they oh. have in their apartment? I was like, oh, hey. Oh, hey. Uh, in in 13 years, that'll be made into a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, man. I mean, their their house is cool. Yeah, dude. That is a dope apartment. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was jealous of their their vinyl setup. Yeah. And, I, and did you see, did you catch the cream vinyl? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. You better believe it. Shout out to Eric Lapton. Yeah, Eric Eric Lapton. I have a great joke about Eric Lapton, but it can't be on mic. I'll get in so much trouble. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, um, I think the last 30 minutes is a breather. Yeah. Sort of. And again, it's to have you sit with their fates. It's yeah. to have you sit with what is going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. It's to make you just dread, you like, know, man. what they're about to go into, you know? <clears throat> yeah. I have another really good example. It's, it's dramatic irony. Uh, learn that from... A series of unfortunate events Great. with Patrick Warburton talking about dramatic irony, and the example he uses is you know if everyone knew almond you know these this plate of almond cookies was poisoned, and I didn't know and I said oh great I can't wait to eat this almond cookie that's dramatic irony because everyone else knows that I'm probably you know he doesn't say that I'm going to die but and and I think that's what it is it's it's he showed us this horrible thing. And now we have to... And then a few horrible things after that. Yeah. And now we have to be like, well, we we know what's going to happen to them now. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're, yeah. you know, they're on borrowed time, you know, in the lives that they're living now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they may all survive, right? Yeah. Pierce for sure not going to die. No, yeah, right? P- you know, he may... And neither is Marcus. Marcus has a broken arm, you know? Yeah. Uh, Pierre, I mean, Pierre may go to jail for a little bit, you know? It wouldn't surprise it me if Alex doesn't wake up. Like, if that would be the end of them. Yeah, because, yeah, she... Because he hit her so hard on the concrete. Dude, and... You know. Uh, I didn't talk about it, but, like, the re- like again, with the realism, like, when he... That first kick, and we see that her blood splatter, it's not like... That's all done after, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Which is great. I well, mean, put it in post. Yeah, put it, he put that in post... Uh, I knew the fire hydrant was of course because it was several it was several cuts you know like cut right before it hit change out the face yeah put a you know put certain prosthetics on him 
you know, and then yeah. they use CGI for the blood and the face to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it, I think what, I think, and I said it at the beginning and I'll say it again, I think because of the realism and the authenticity, I think that's why I even read that it's the most walked out film. Um, I believe that. Uh, and you know, and like, <clears throat> I think even though, yes, it is disturbing and yes, it's awful that someone would think this is a good idea but the reason why i say i appreciate it is because i appreciate the realism yeah yes and i feel like we've talked about it before yes film is was created as in this you know for escapism Mm. but doing you know doing the podcast i've learned that when it's real and it's grounded it just adds so much more Yes, it's horrible. Will I probably watch this movie again? If so, I'm going to skip that. Are you really? Yeah. Okay. Sitting through it once was enough. Um, you know what's funny? Okay. So, this is a tangent. But, uh, so I have found that if I I get really excited about a certain point in the film, right? Like, mm-hmm. not necessarily this one, but let's say another one, right? Mm-hmm. Um and I jump immediately to that scene that I'm excited about that I want to re- revisit. Mm-hmm. I find it doesn't have the same impact because I, I needed the rest of it to get there. Right. So I'm wondering if you did skip it, it'd be, I'd be interested to see if it changes the movie for you. I, I mean, I'll tell you what. I'll make you a promise. One of these days, not anytime soon, I, I may buy it. And I'll skip it, and I'll let you know. Okay. How? Well, because you know, I, I found that because the fire for me anyway. That's the, the fire hydrant scene. Yeah, I was like, God it's damn. wild. Yeah. But violence like that, it's different. It's yeah, it doesn't skeeve me. I mean, when we saw Spiral, I was just like, mainly because I don't like seeing jaws being ripped off. Oh, you don't? But it doesn't gross me out. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know. So there's one where they had a metal ring right there, like in their jaw. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I've been, I don't, I'm not going to lie. I've been thinking about actually sitting and watching the entire Saw franchise. Oh, I just watched the first three. Uh, <laughs> don't touch don't yourself. Uh, well, no, man. Cause they, they added so much mythology to the rest of them. So, I know. But anyway, uh, uh, so Jeremy, are yes, you ready sir. to wrap up, wrap up? Yes, I am. Oh, and I have an oops. I forgot. Oh, beat sweet. you to it. Um, damn. I, cause I was reading. Uh, so first oops, I forgot. Uh, I, I was like, I, like I wasn't looking, but I saw who scored the movie, mm-hmm. and that was Tomas. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. The one of the halves of Daft Punk. Is that true? That's one hundred percent true. The guy with the silver helmet. Hmm. Um, he scored the movie. Uh, and that move the the soundtrack is completely off the wall bananas yeah like especially in the rectum scene but oh yeah also you know once i don't know there's there were several points i thought where i just you my heart rate was up because of the soundtrack also oh yeah you know if if anyone doesn't think like if you think daft punk and you probably think you know like tron they scored tron that's fantastic but only having one half of them score this movie there were the, the the part in the, the the taxi I caught I was like that sounds exactly like Daft Punk really mm-hmm. how interesting but the rest of it I was like there's no way and I think there was a sort of a, a heartbeat rhythm to the rape scene as well or at least building up to it yeah because you know I mean you're supposed to feel for her safety right you're like, oh, yeah. your your heart rate is going up and so I I liked that um, that was a good oops I forgot because the the music. In this, if you want to call it that, is it's more like I wouldn't say it's music, music. It's it's more. It, it's almost tones. Yeah, yeah. There, he's scoring in emotion, in tone, yeah. which I guess is what music is. But um, in this case, it's more on the nose. Mm-hmm. Like let's do a let's do a heartbeat rhythm here, right? Let's mm-hmm. do this crazy at the rectum and right, which. Was driving oh, yeah. me insane. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, and the music is supposed to drive you insane. I think. Oh yeah, way. I think so too. I think this I think, isn't meant to be like played in your house by itself. Like, oh man, dude. Yo, just, got the, just got the irreversible soundtrack on. Yo, dude, pop that on, man. 
uh, who wants to come home and have an anxiety attack? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, <laughs> Is that I a panic attack. Just sitting, just sitting on the couch, like. <sighs> yeah. Uh, sounds like a fun time. Yeah, let's see who's <laughs> let's see whose Xanax prescription works the best. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I completely agree. The, the the score is not meant to make you feel like you're having a fun time here. Um, and like, and yeah, man, when I learned that it was him, as soon as I saw his name, I was like... That's so interesting. I was like, I know that name. And, and then, now it's kind of like wild that people didn't know they were French for a long time. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. That guy's like super French. Both of them are. Yeah. Uh, well, and R.I.P. to Daft Punk. R.I.P. My, my robot dads. It was, anyway. It was us. We were Daft Punk. <laughs> the whole time. The whole time. Did you see us in the same room as Daft Punk? <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, but no, man. Like I said, I, I, I did appreciate the film. Yeah. Uh, it didn't it didn't break me, but that it that Ooh, scene almost did. I mean, it was. I, I almost texted you and said I turned it off. I'm, I'm not finishing Can I tell you it. something? What? Nothing will now. If, if that didn't, nothing will. But the other, but my two nevers are still. Nevers. Are you sore? A hundred percent. I do not feel like watching uh, Willem Dafoe get a drill through his Achilles tendon. Okay, first off, it's not really a drill. It's more like a hand crank. Yeah, thing. I'd still rather not, and I'd still also rather not see someone hold a candle over someone's penis. Come on, dude! It's like barely in the scene, you know. Um, but no, I, I'll silo my break it then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, man. Like, I, legitimately, I, I I I had a brief fleeting moment. I was like, I'm gonna turn it off and text him. Like, I didn't finish it. Sorry. Which is what I was expecting. But I was like, no, I'm gonna stick it out. Cause, cause you know, even though you are at the edge of your seat, as we've been talking about for the last 30 minutes after that, a part of me is like, well, it's over now. Right. It's done. I. And I and I and I love what you said that now we can breathe. Yeah. Now, um, yeah. The rest of it is just. It's to, a cakewalk. It's just to feel bad. It's it's just to sit in the dread that, that is awaiting. That you know what's going to happen. That is yeah. awaiting these people. Yeah. Yeah. But uh. But yeah, man. Cool, man. Great way to start <laughs> season yep, this six. Season six, baby. Woo-hoo! Uh, so Jeremy yes sir are you ready to hear what we're going to talk about next week? I am. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, I'm going to try to participate in. The strangeness. I am going to try to find films that are strange, or I'm going to use my spread thin strange concept. But this one, for sure, is strange, because I told you that it was. This was going to be my first pick of season six. And that is the 1977 Japanese film, House. House. Um, It is wild, (laughs) and I love every minute of it. Yeah, a little girl wrote it. So, um, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, the, the the director just asked his, like, six-year-old daughter, like, what do you think? Uh, yeah, man, it's wild. I was so excited when I bought it on Criterion and it came in. I immediately pop, popped it in because it came in uh, on a day I was doing laundry and I was like, perfect. I have to sit on the floor and fold clothes. I'm going to watch it. Yep. And there was times where I stopped so I could watch and it – I love every second of it. Yeah, it's why it's it's it's, uh, it's the epitome of like dream logic and just you know it's it's nonsense. The whole movie is nonsense. Yeah, there there is no catharsis in this movie. There's no there's no there's no. I mean, yeah, technically there's a villain, but like there's there's no I mean, heroes. I there's I mean, it just if you can when we do the episode, if if anyone out there can discern something from it uh i would be impressed yeah um but yeah okay house house episode two here we go everyone Season six. we keep looking where there should be a camera and there's no camera i i kept looking at it i know so have i i keep like ah ah oh there's nothing there uh but yeah so we hope everyone enjoyed uh Irreversible. I almost forgot the movie. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, maybe not enjoyed is not the right word. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah, maybe you enjoyed the episode. Okay, but. yeah. Enjoyed us discussing yeah, but this maybe. horrible movie. <laughs> well, horrible. Anyway, we hope everyone uh, enjoyed us talking about it. And uh, we're off to a good start. Yep. And we will see you next week for House. <laughs>